This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. See our team make them need to run. That's Lord Taylor! Trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best want you people to score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you yawn and grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. All right, an update. DNR with you, 98.7 ESPN. It's a, a wickedly cold Wednesday morning out there, but it's Stump Rothenberg Day, which puts people in a, in a very good mood. You went on a, a full search for the missing coffee mug? Yeah. And? Nothing. 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 I, well, I walked in, so I was I was really early this morning. You were really early. I was really early. You were. I walked in, and I looked over, because as I'm walking in the studio, I go by where we have the coffee machine, and I see this, and you said it yesterday, it's just, it's sad. Like the sad white cup yep. just sitting in the coffee machine. It's pathetic. Where RJ's beautiful coffee mug usually sits because he lets it cool off. So he mm-hmm. leaves it there and lets it cool so off. We're 8.30. That's when he and gets I was like, the refill. You know coffee. what? I'm going to go on a little mission here. I went everywhere. Okay. Did you find the newsroom? <laughs> found the newsroom. <laughs> okay. I know where RJ's desk is, the clump of de- the clumping of desks. Yep. I try to go in the conference. That's locked for some reason. The conference room? Yeah, I don't know well, if the, someone's... Well, because someone's probably drawing on the wall in there, the wall. So they're busy. I was everywhere. Out is in there. I'm looking in our little lockers. Nothing. It's gone. Someone, th- someone stole it. Well, at some point now, what you have to do is start dealing with acceptance, if you're RJ. I think we need to I think we need to print up some, uh, some missing... Some missing? Yeah. I think we should as well. I think we should hang if around we, the if, office. If we, had an, if we were allowed interns and had an intern, how great would it be if we had the intern print up missing coffee mug, if seen... Reward. Whole please, building. Please return to. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with a, like a picture of RJ with like a real sad face. Uh, I would have been here earlier today, but uh, I was on the sixth floor. You went to the sixth floor? Mm-hmm. Why? Forgot what floor we were on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know it's early. Yeah. That's I, I, great. I, I, elevator opened. And I was like, this doesn't look at all familiar to me. <laughs> And uh, it wasn't. And I just I, got done. I, I'm not even joking. I just got done telling RJ. We were sitting there. I was, I was taking my little power nap before the show. And I was like, I think there's something wrong with me. My memory is completely gone. I went to the sixth floor. <laughs> I went to the sixth floor. I was walking out. I was like, I don't. This is either something has changed or nobody told me or we moved studio. I'm like, no, no, no. Maybe it's the fourth floor. I went back down to the fourth floor. And here we are. Oh, I love it. And well, he, you made it early. It, nice and early. That's right. Would have been here I'm uh, probably too early had I not probably gone too to early. the sixth floor. Yeah, you would have peaked too soon. The message you come in. So what do you guys want to do? Like a uh, pre-show meeting? <laughs> you know, I, had so much, I had so much time. I don't know what to do with all this time. You got we, tennis on today? We got the Australians on. Djokovic is in a, in a real steamy match here. About to lose a, a set, which is wild. Like you said, you said the lefty kid, he's real good. You have Ben Shelton yep. from University of Florida. He's already won. So there's a lot going on. I mean, head coach, it's like head coach carousel now in the NFL. How good is that? Yeah, it's an interesting time, too. And I, we, we talked about this a couple different times. I mean, it's... As you go through the the head coaches in the NFL, I'm sure there are some teams that are wondering, like, is is our coach good enough? Right? Like, I mean, you have to. Yeah. yeah like, when is the next time you're going to have these never, coaches available? N- never. Do you ever remember a free agent coaching class that's rivaled something like this? Not like this, no. Now Mike Tomlin's going to go back, which is no surprise to anybody. 
Unless right. he was just, I mean, unless the report was true, he was just, he needed a break. Maybe. I mean, 17 years is a long run, man. It's a long run. I mean, the, the amount of pressure and time uh, and, and Pittsburgh is a football city. I mean, there's, I, they, there were people five weeks ago, like, you know, push him out of Pittsburgh. Well, now they're looking at the uh, the lack of playoff success. Right, because they've right. lost, what, five playoff games consecutively? If you want to find a way to move on from a guy, you can find a way to move on from a guy. Right. There's always a, I mean, there's always a way to do it, but, I mean, you have the consistency of 17 years of, of not a losing season. I mean, give me that. I agree with you. So he's going to stay in Pittsburgh for year 18, which really is unbelievable. The fact that they've had three head coaches in my life in my lifetime is one of the most remarkable statistics I've ever heard in it my really life. Is. But that's, I mean... It, I know everyone's in a a rush. There's no patience. Like, if you don't win right away, it's let's get the next guy in here. But there's something to be said about having that kind of consistency. Right. But I think it's... I, I think or have it's, some... But here's, here's what I'll say, though. Because I know what you're going to say. How, did just, you, how do you know what I'm going to say? Because we've been together long enough. I know what you're going to say. If you, have, if you have conviction in what you do, right? Like, I think you're really... Like, as far as our business is concerned, I think you're really smart. Okay, thank if you. If they put you in charge and you're the program director and you go through this entire search for the next host of your morning show, and your mind, listen, you know this business, right? And you identify this guy or gal is going to be great. Right. And they struggle in year one and year two. And they give them a long leash. Right, because you have faith in your own decision-making. Correct. It's usually the teams that don't that are like, oh, maybe I didn't pick the right guy. Right. But there's also no no margin for error now. Like there are, are some owners that are willing to kind of give you a long leash and say, go, go do your thing. But a lot of them, it's just but like... But why? The question I would ask is why, though? I this is not like the NFL. Are people going to stop showing up at Pittsburgh Steelers games? No one's going to stop showing up at any right. game. Are really. you going to make less money? No. So I mean, wouldn't of all the major sports, wouldn't be, wouldn't this one be the one where you could have more patience with the coaches? I staff? think these owners are used to. Uh, I mean, a lot of these owners are not football guys, right? Like you look at David Tepper; he's not a football guy. You look at some of these owners; they're not football guys. And if you go in there, yeah, and but immediately, Tepper came from Pittsburgh, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, listen, you know what I mean. But he's a guy that has maybe, maybe unrealistic expectations. I mean, he's fight. He's Firing people left and right. He's had his third coach in like four years. He's had as many coaches in his time in, in Carolina as the Steelers have had in the last 55 years in it's Pittsburgh. It's a mess. Complete mess. Yeah, the practice facility failed. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on in Carolina. That's why that's not an attractive job It's not an attractive all. job. I don't care how much money you're going to pay me. Which also makes you think, wait a, wait a minute, what's the deal with this quarterback? Well, you know? I think that... You got to have mean, real reservations about him. Well, I, I think, and I, I mean, I was doing my... Uh, Similar to looking for RJ's cup during the last year's combine, I told you, like, we played the clip of Josh McCown telling CJ Stroud, yeah, we'll play horse when you when you move to Charlotte. Right. And then all of a sudden, Bryce Young's the first pick. And I said, well, what, what just happened? And then all the stories came out that the owner wanted Bryce Young, so they went with Bryce Young. Right. The great the greatest misstep in the history of uh Well, that's probably Houston why, football. I mean, if you think about it, why Frank Reich didn't get the whole season. If Frank Reich the whole time is like, yeah, we should have drafted CJ Stroud, and that's who we wanted anyway, then I could understand why... You move on, but be a horrible misstep if that's the case. But the whole thing, though, man, I get the more we're sitting here talking about it too. Like you have, there should be the most patience in the NFL. There should be, but but people are not willing to be patient in this league. They're just not. The I think it goes from the owners and the fans, and and you know, because you see, for every time you see Houston, right, like what we're dealing with this year, it's it's a bad football team that hits on everything, and all of a sudden they go from irrelevancy to you know immense success, there are other owners, teams, GMs out there that say, that should be us. And when it's not them, I think there's a real groundswell of, well, let's move on and find the next guy. I mean, the Jets have done it. The Giants have done it. Look at the Giants. We've done from coaches every other year over the last decade plus. I understand that, yeah. Well, 
I don't know, man. I, I understand why there's a hesitancy sometimes for, let's, let's take the Giants, for example, to go outside the building. And that was for a long time. Well, why did, why did Dave get him and get the job? Well, he knows how we do business. Well, guess what? How you do business right now is not working. Clearly not. Like right now, you're one of the worst teams in the NFL, so something has to change. So they go outside the building. And so far, outside of, you know, want to call it a, a, smear, a smear campaign. Or, I don't know what I want to call it. I don't it. know what it is. I think some of it has to be true. I don't know how much of it is true. Uh, there is some reason for concern because if Kafka leaves and all of a sudden you're replacing all three coordinators. Right, which is almost unheard of. Right, for, for a coach that's actually keeping his job. But, I mean, I think most Giants fans feel like they got the right GM and they got the right coach. Right, it wouldn't... Last year, he's the coach of the year, and you win a road playoff game. Right. But I just, they I mean, you see some of these teams and how they do business, and they have success doing it. Like Pittsburgh with the coach, Green Bay with the quarterback. And, like, I would make the argument, like, if you draft a kid that you think is going to be good and you feel confident in, in you know, the people in charge, your coaching staff, to develop the kid, if it takes a couple years, it takes a couple years. As opposed to throwing them in and ruining them. I'd rather, I'd rather waste the first two years sure. of his rookie deal. I agree with you. And then have him jump it in year three and be great. I agree with you. And have to pay him. But it's, it's hard to do now. It's I get re- it. It's re- because people want immediate... You, it's hard because you look at the C.J. Strouds of the world. You look at the quarterbacks that jump into this league and you're like, oh, this look how good he is. Look at Brock Purdy. Nobody knows who he is. Boom. You know, star. Like, it happens very, very quickly. So for all of the fan bases that are out there saying, yeah, be patient and wait and, you know, Sam Darnley, throw him in there. Look, he looked like a deer in headlights. Same with Zach Wilson. Do I think they would have been good? I have no idea whether they would have been good. Well, I think it would have helped them. Favors, well, I don't, listen, I think some kids are ready and some kids aren't. Right. Like I don't think that I don't think it was a great idea to put Zach Wilson week one as the starting quarterback. And Michael Floor out the door told you he wasn't ready. Like it is a huge step. It's a huge step. You're running a team. You're commanding the ship, and you're doing it in. I mean, you have all the eyes on you. All the eyes on you. Yeah, listen, and if you go to the right, I mean, to the right team that already has the the appropriate pieces with the right head coach, like you can jump in, like Brock Purdy's jumped in and have success. But there's a lot. I I say this to you all the time. Most of the teams that are drafting high in the draft aren't really well run sure. organizations. Of course, they're not. So you're going into into a bad spot, probably with a probably with a new coach. Sometimes a coach that's never been a head coach before, and the expectation is you're going to save the franchise. Good luck. I mean, right? Get to work, kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, like CJ Stroud, what he's doing at 22 years old is amazing. It's it's it. Yeah, but it's it, this is it's this unheard is not of the though. norm. No, this this is this is the outlier. But that's the the problem is that there are certain GMs and coaches and and owners around the league that see this and think to themselves, okay, well, it's possible. And if it's possible, we're going to push for it. Problem is, this is a diamond in the rough. This is not the norm. No, it's not the norm. But I I, I truly believe that when you get to this level, I don't care what the sport is, like. The talent is pretty comparable. It ends up being organization, coaching staff, how they develop you. as If you'll reach your full potential or not. Like, there's a reason why the Rangers always have good goalies. Because they have a great goalie coach. Right. They develop goalies the right way. They mm-hmm. know what to, they, they have an idea of what they want, and then they the kids that they draft, they develop the right way, and they turn out to be really good goalies. There's a reason why you went from Lundquist to Shesterkin. Like, that's a, they do it well. Green Bay with quarterbacks, they do it well. They do it well. My God. So, I mean, it can be done. Now the question, I think, for the Giants is, with the sixth overall pick, do they have the ability to draft their guy? Because you said it yesterday, and you're 100% right. With all this stuff swirling around Brian Dable, and a more than a step back this season, and I give him credit because the team didn't quit, but you don't draft the quarterback, and we're rolling back with Daniel Jones in no, year three. Then you got pressure. Be lots then of you pressure. got big pressure. So the, the Giants could go one of two directions. And I've actually, I don't even seen these articles yet. 
Um, and maybe they could move up to one. Like they, they they really like Caleb Williams, and there's some speculation. I don't know what you'd have to give to move up to one. I don't think it matters. I agree, but I'm just saying, like you would have to, boy, oh boy, like you you got if you don't hit on if you move up to one from six and you don't hit on that, you are well, you can be gone anyway. Yeah. Huge step, but right. but the organization now becomes a big trouble. Forget about Dable. He's, I mean, for the Giants fan, irrelevant, right? It's the organization, and you take a big step back. Um, my point was yesterday, and I'll, I'll reiterate it today. And one hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is. If you're the Giants and you take the quarterback, there's a patience now, right? If you win six games and it's a slow build. And, and you, plus you already have Daniel Jones on the contract. Right. And you see him, uh, Williams or May, whoever it happens to be, play quarterback and he improves. And then that's fine, right? You don't need immediate gratification. If you don't take the quarterback and you take uh, a receiver, offensive lineman, it doesn't matter who it is. Now you have to win. And I I don't know if there's an edict of you have to get in, but you you can't play meaningless football into December. It, it has to be no. meaningful football well into the season next year. No, and I think on top of it, what even I think ramps up the pressure a little bit more is what just happened to Dallas and Philly. Is that, you know, I think just the, the expectation from a lot of people is now that those teams have kind of, like Philly's in turmoil. Philly's in turmoil. I, Dallas is still a good football team. Dallas is a good football team. They've been a really good regular season football team, and who knows what happens with Mike McCarthy. But, I mean, I, I think people will expect that you continue to close the gap here. Right? I mean, that's it has to be the expectation. You say you continue to close the gap, but have you closed the gap? No. Yeah. <laughs> Try to was, close the gap? I mean, the, they were 9-7-1. and one, They didn't really close the gap. They were 6-11. You know, they didn't close the gap. And I, and I get it that they beat the Eagles in the last game of the season, but the Eagles are like hemorrhaging. So they got humiliated twice by the Cowboys. And as much as I laugh at Dallas, that was an embarrassment, not one but two times. So you say continue to close the gap. Has the gap closed at all? It doesn't feel like it. Okay. So you gotta you gotta close the gap. Maybe Philly is you know coming down year well, on the you way just up, beat Philly, right? And it feels like they're heading in the wrong direction. But Dallas is a team that's way more talented than the Giants right now. I would agree with that, but I think it also depends on what happens with with the head coach. I mean, you're gonna feel a lot different about about that if all of a sudden Bill Belichick is the head coach. If if Bill Belichick winds up as the head coach of Dallas, and and for the life of me, and I've been thinking about this, and the people are like, well, he's never won anything. It it, it it's insane. It is in without Brady, he can't win. Or Raymond saying, like, I don't know that I would want Belichick. Like, this is insanity. Or Rex Ryan the other day coming on saying, no, I wouldn't go after. Like, what are we talking about? Mike McCarthy was outcoached to the nth degree. And so was Dan Quinn the other day. When was the last time you ever looked at Belichick and said, boy, he was outprepared and outcoached in that game? Oh, Not outtalented. No, you won't. Ever. No, you won't. I mean, that's in that's, I think, when you get into the playoffs, that's when you really see the importance of of the coach. Right, like I mean, if you have if your team is just not talented enough, like you just don't have the talent, it's tough to take advantage of having a great coach just because you can't. It, I don't care what you scheme up. At the end of the day, it's about Belichick didn't have the horses to do. No, but it's about the guys in the field. It really is. But right. All of a sudden, now I have comparable talent. That's when you really see the importance of coaching. Who the better league. coaches? That's yeah. right. I mean, we've seen Bill Belichick win Super Bowls, maybe more than one, probably more than one, where he had the less talented football team. Look at the look at the Super Bowl win against the Rams. What he did in that Super Bowl. And and the idea, and I, I hate to get back to the Brady Belichick and who was more important, but this idea that, you know, Brady led them to that Super Bowl win. They'd scored twenty points and and thirteen of them were on offense. They had a pick six in that game. Yeah, I don't understand why we have to pick sides. I, I don't I don't get it. Because that's what that's what people love. They love debate and they love choosing a side. Well, I get it. If, it's if fine. I say LeBron and Michael right now, every phone line would light up for the rest of the show. Right. And that's what people love. They love that debate. Yeah, but why can't it be they needed each other? Like in order for Brady to be the greatest of all time, he needed Bill, and for order in order for Bill to be the greatest head coach of all time, he needed Tom. I'm not sure. They just mesh perfectly. I'm not sure. 
to get a to get a guy that was able to turn himself into what Tom Brady turned himself into, and be willing to be coached as hard as he was coached was was the perfect fit for Bill Belichick. It was the perfect fit for both, and for some reason, people need to choose a side. All right, so we have Stump Rothenberg today. We got stuff you missed today. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Stuff you missed is is actual actually every day, which is a, a beautiful thing as well. Um, Harbaugh, it's weird. Harbaugh is meeting with teams, but is still employed by Michigan. I find that to be. Well, he's still negotiating with Michigan, right? And, and did you hear what he wants? Yeah. He wants like if I get, I in would any want trouble, that too. It's not my yeah. <laughs> how, about, how great would that be? Your, your next contract, if you get dumped, it's RJ's fault. Yes, that'd be nice. Well, I kind of already have that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you. Yeah, it's kind of provision. Maybe my next contract. How do you feel about this, Raymond? I get dumped, you get fined. Does that work? He's not even listening, though. That's the problem. I could not be less interested in that in that <laughs> negotiation. Yeah, he's not interested in that. I said, did the Rangers make you feel a little bit better last night? No. You got attacked on the K show yesterday too, by the way. For what? I don't. About your fandom, you trolling, you trolling all the Cowboys and Eagles fans. All right, you have. I don't even know how many fans you have on that show. What? Like how many? Like Michael's not a fan. He's like devoutedly just a just a journalist now. Don switches allegiances left and right. <laughs> He's wow. supposed to be a big time Giants fan. Well, I think he does like the Giants, but he grew up as a Devils fan, and now he roots for the Rangers. They were so turned off. Does that, does that they were turned off by you. You know how much I care. <laughs> as much uh, as as much as Raymond cares about that less, negotiation, less, <laughs> less. All right, so, well that's good to you, know. You heard me get attacked. I heard. Yeah, you heard. You heard it. I did. Okay, and you did nothing. You just what? you just, sat, you just call in. Uh, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Why to call you? in? That'd be nice. Have a little backup. I'll defend you if you want. Did, I'll did call in next time. Did you feel like it was unfounded attack? Um, no, I don't think it was unfounded. I think we kind of talked about it yesterday. Like how much joy you I, actually take. Great joy. I'll sing. <laughs> I'll do it everyone. I the, I woke up this morning like, oh, tired. Wednesday, eight degrees outside. Cowboys lost. <laughs> Eagles lost. Let's go. <laughs> Never more excited. 1-800-919-3776. I'll do it again. I'm scared of no one on 98.7 That your four-leaf clover, it doesn't matter, your team sucks. <laughs> I'm excited for this read. This is going to be an all-time great read. Dave Rothberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kids' bathtub to a shower, did an amazing job, customized just as we wanted, my wife and I. Only one expert installer in the house process. was It was so easy. There's no demo, there's no mess, and Bathfitter's a... I've, I've coined this phrase, I like it, a high-quality permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee, three-plus million. That's a lot of people, happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or save 500 bucks on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com. There's only one Bathfitter. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This is what I was talking about yesterday about the weather and people taking their shirts off. Yeah. I think like seven people had to go to the uh, ER for hypothermia oh. after the. Uh, Chiefs and Dolphins game, and five had frostbite. Kansas. Like, what, what are you doing? Why would you ever go to a game and and take your shirt off and watch the game bare-chested? Could Why? be on TV. Maybe you're be that, on TV? You're that, you're that, de- you're that desperate for Listen, attention? I, I wouldn't do it. Do you think the guy was on something? Yeah, it's possible. Drank a lot. Well, one of the two. But is there, is there no sane people there? Like, like they don't have ushers or anybody come through the... Guys, put your shirt on. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna die. Well, maybe, that, but I mean, at that at point, that are point, they going to yeah. say, yeah, let me put my shirt on? At that point, if you've made the decision, you've made the decision. Yeah, you, you, are, you are who you are. That's it. That's weird. To go to a game and, and, and decide that it's so cold and I need to really prove a point to take my shirt off, is it's just strange. It's but just dude, strange. I mean, there's grown men that paint, like, they spend how much time painting their faces and everything to go to games. Uh, yeah, but like at least dressed you're, not, up in costumes. you're not doing damage. Right, it's it, it. Do I think it's odd? I think it's odd, but I don't judge them because it's it's like okay, that's that that's your thing. That's your thing. You know, you're not putting yourself in harm's way. Well, maybe in the time if you're whatever you're doing. I mean, if you had you know a couple drinks or more than a couple drinks, you don't really feel the cold until afterwards. I guess. I guess that's probably true. It's in there punishing yourself watching the game. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't just, sound like fun. It's just it's just weird. Yeah. Would you would you have gone to that game? No. Jet Jets. No. Jet. Hang on a second now. AFC Championship game. Jets at home. MetLife Stadium. AFC My, Championship AFC game? AFC Championship game. Yes. Four degrees below. Yep. You're there. Yeah. You take your shirt off. No. <laughs> you guarantee me a win, I would take my shirt off. Would you watch it naked? I guarantee you a win you yes. watch it naked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd like to, I would like to. I would like to think that I would I would show better than the guy in the Bass Pro Shop, though. Oh, I don't Under think you have anything, anything to worry about with that. <laughs> that, so, that would be cool. So, you would, minus four... AFC Championship game, you would go. If you're guaranteeing you a win. I'm not guaranteeing you a win. I would go, yes. I'm, I'm offering you two great tickets, yep. minus four degrees, Jets home game, AFC Championship Bundled game. up, yeah. Man. You're going. Yep. Bundled up to the max. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raymond, you going? Minus four? You're literally putting your life at risk. So you're not going? No, you're fully bundled up, though. You can bundle. Four. Hand oh, okay. warmers, the whole thing. And I'm naked. I don't have to be like the shirtless guy. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. Regular, normal... As normal as we prefer you shirtless, but no. Uh, okay, I agree. Yeah, then then fine. Yeah. We 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 can we can make that work. RJ, you in? You going? Minus four? You there? Oh, absolutely. I've actually been to a. You're not scared of the weather. I've been to a zero ish. I I don't like the cold, but I I've been to a zero ish degree game. It wasn't even for my team. You went, went to a zero degree game that wasn't your team involved. Yeah, two thought. Well, I had free tickets, and the weather. Re- we knew it was going to be cold, but it really took a turn. Was it the Bills? It was Bills Browns. In Cleveland, 2007, and I didn't move the whole game. I had so many layers on. I had my arms and my hands in my 
coat pocket, and I literally did not move for a full half. I was standing up, and when I went to move, because it was kind of sleeting, there was actually a thin layer of ice that had formed over my coat. So when I moved, it broke really? part of the ice. Yeah, You broke the seal. And then I, I actually, when I was leaving, I banged my knee on a... I tried to jump over a guardrail, and I, I, I hit my knee, and I was Why like, Why oh. would you try to jump over a guardrail? Wait, your body's probably half frozen. Right. Yeah, I didn't even feel it. And I woke up the next day with a huge bruise. I was Ugh. like, wow, I didn't even feel that at the time. That's very un-RJ. Like, that story does not really depict At his RJ. size, though, you know how impressive it would be to get over that guardrail? They would have signed him. The, Bra- <laughs> the Browns would have, before he left the stadium, they, he would have had like a three-year deal. <laughs> That's back when the Browns were terrible. <laughs> look, at the, look at the vertical on this guy. That's right. You get right over the chairs. That's unbelievable. Dude, we played a, Milo played a game where it was minus, I think it was minus five. Ugh. And the kids were so cold that they were like, they would have to go to the locker room and come back. But would be like, a couple of them were crying because it was so cold. Well, and then how old? But the tear, eight years the old, second the tear came out of freeze, freeze right in their face. I was like, this is this is too much. I had that this morning because I parked my car in the driveway. Yeah, get into the car, had a, a, a half filled water from from the other day, frozen, frozen solid. <sighs> yeah, but then I thought like you, I was like, if someone goes after me, I have a weapon, <laughs> I have a block of ice. I you got the frozen water bottle. I could attack them with. Yeah. Um, so Giants, it's it's a weird dynamic now with the Giants because I think there's there's a lot of people that just look at this and like, oh, it's just made up. It's not a real story. It's not legitimate. So, something's happening, right? Something's clearly happening. Um, I don't know if you want to put the – see, the thing that makes it difficult for me is are you going to put all the blame on Wink Martindale? But then McGay, he didn't like him either. But then Kafka doesn't like him either. So there has to be blame that goes on Dable, and this is a huge offseason for the Giants – I mean, you tell me, I'm so close to it. How worried should, in your opinion, the Giants fan be that there's there's a mess brewing here at, at Giants Stadium? I would be a little concerned. Yeah, I think so. I would be. And I told you yesterday, Like uh, my other big concern is like the, the reason why the players stand behind or stood behind Brian Dable can't be because, the only reason can't be because he's easy on them. Like they have a light training camp, last three weeks of the season, we're all walkthroughs, right. and that's why we support him, because it's easy. That's not the that's not the right way. That's not the right way to 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 be a leader. Like the the reason why I'm able to lead is cuz I'm easy on people. Like I make it easy. You're not supposed to make it easy. You're no. supposed to uh, The other thing I don't like is the lack of accountability. Like it, priority number 1 for a head coach is there needs to be accountability in the building for everybody. Everyone in the building has to know this is how we do things and we're not going to we're not going to accept anything less. And if he can't even hold himself accountable with the coaching staff, well, it doesn't sound like he does. Well, how do you? I mean, how do you preach that in the locker room? I don't think you can. If so, all you do so, is yell and scream, you have no solutions. There's no answer. Like you're not bringing me any answers. You're just yelling and screaming, blaming everyone for everything, and then you don't take any accountability. So how concerned should the Giants fan be? I think you should be pretty concerned. I, I don't think it's all out panic. See, it's a weird dynamic for me because I still think he's a smart football guy, and I think that when you watch what he does offensively. He's he's a smart, offensive-minded football coach. But if he can't be a CEO of a team, I mean, is it going to matter how good he is with the quarterback? Because eventually everyone's going to want out of here. Well, he's not going to last, right? Like, I mean, it could be one of those spots where it's just he burns hot and then it's it's only for a couple years and he's gone. Right. I mean, listen, I think he was more respected and, and well-liked, but Ben McAdoo came in here and was a playoff coach year one also. They didn't win a playoff game. But he had success right yeah, away. Yeah, right. You've seen, have, you've seen coaches have success right away. And they got run think, out of the building in year two. Right. But see, the problem with Ben McAdoo is he went, like, he came in, oversized suit, had some success. He changed who he was. Right. You can't, you have to be genuine. You can't fake it. Guys know instantly if you're trying to be something that you're not. Right. So this is who he is. Now he has to find a coaching staff that 
fits with what how you know his coaching style. Like guys, I'm sure know now that if you're going to take this job, Brian Dable's going to be tough on you. And Brian Dable also has to recognize like this is only year two. Like there's listen as players, we make adjustments every off season. Like we go back what we what we did well, what we did poorly. Let's fix all the things that we did poorly, so we come back a better version of ourselves. If this is one of the things that he's hearing, and one of the criticisms, and I'm sure Joe Shane has probably talked to about it, talked to him about it because he had to be on the freaking headset for four games, right? Which is juvenile. Hey, we got to calm this down a little bit. I understand you're fiery, and we get it. You ever heard of anything like that, where the GM has to be on the headset to make sure everyone's playing nicely together? Uh, no, it's juvenile as well. Well, it no, is. and you also like the fact that the defensive coordinator felt like he he had to go over the coach's head to get to the GM, right? To talk about it, right? But I also understand the other side of it, where Brian Dable. I mean, you want you want to have your coaching staff in line with what you're what you're coaching. Like you can't have a defensive coordinator that's decided he wanted to, he wants to go rogue with his guys sure. and be separate from what you're Listen, trying. to do. I don't think that Martindale is blameless here, but Martindale's not here anymore, so he's irrelevant to me. And I think they'll bring in a DC who's who's adequate, fine, and 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 they'll be okay. My concern now moving forward is is this the right head coach? And the answer is I don't know. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you do know. I mean, I think you give him the benefit of the doubt because he did have success in year one, and we'll see what happens here going into year to year three. I mean, the reason why I know you like him is because he's had a track record of working with quarterbacks and having success with quarterbacks. And you saw it in year one with Daniel Jones. All the things that Daniel Jones did poorly, he were, were fixed and I know in the numbers one. the numbers weren't flash. He was only fifteen, you know, passing touchdowns, right. but still, he didn't turn the ball over, which was a huge thing. And it's funny how when he leaves Buffalo. Josh Allen reverts to turn the football over. Josh Allen is awesome. Well, but maybe that's but that's maybe why. That's maybe why, and I think he's actually said it. I was going to look for the quote, but I couldn't find it. When they asked Brian Dable about Daniel Jones, and he says our personalities mesh well because he's so high strung, and Daniel Jones is kind of like the hey nothing bothers me. Right. So that's the kind of player you can coach hard. You can get in his face; it's not going to bother him. I think Josh Allen's probably the same way, and that's probably why he was wasn't turning the ball over because he knew I'm going to turn this thing over. You saw it. In Tennessee in week one with Daniel Jones. He turned oh, the ball he ran over. in the right act. Right. Like, and so Daniel Jones responded to that. A lot of people don't. Like, that's part of being a coach. Well, I think that's why Daniel Jones has the mindset that New York is perfect for him. The question is, is he capable of succeeding? Like, is he good enough is, is the question. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. You really introduced me to a new new way of looking at life. I'm expanding your horizons. I think so. Yeah. Have I expanded yours at all, though? You have. You have. I realize now it's a it's bane of my existence. So that's it's it. It's not vain. So we've been doing this show for like seven years together. The one thing you've learned is no. it's, it's bane of my I, existence. Apparently I say stuck. You'll throw it in there every once in a so while. So that's gone. Okay, good. That's so I really helped your, clean up your grammar a little what, bit. What's the plural of mouse? Mouses? Mice. <laughs> Turns out it was mouses, though. This well, because you were talking about the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. The it's computer. The and I said, rather than give this person the money, it's, I'm <laughs> going to go... give a skill. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of my favorite... Santiago, that is... Put that as... Star that is one of my favorites. Of really, all time. You, you love that, huh? No, because the way you were looking at me, I can remember the day. The way you were looking at me, like you were dying to finish that sentence. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, rather than give this person the money, it's I'm going to go. A skill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You teach a man to fish, right? Like, that's what I thought. Eat for a lifetime. I, thought, I mean, that would be great. Imagine that. You meet someone, you, rather than give them 10 bucks, 15 bucks, you now teach them <laughs> the imagine, ways of life. Hey, if you imagine that, though, you walk outside the studio. Yeah. And the person's like, can I get some money? I'm not going to give you money. No, but what I'll do is I'll teach you how to how to crochet. Punch you right in the face. <laughs> you think you get hit? Yes. Really? I told you I was in Toronto. I went into Tim Hortons and I came out and rather than give, he looked, I 
he was asking for whatever. I came out and I had food, and he's like, "I don't want food." I was like, "Oh, I thought you." Well, might what be, did he want? He want money. But money equate. I mean, you're spending. The, well, he didn't the, want to spend the, the money, money on, on the food. The food. <laughs> I just thought he would want some food. He's like, "No, I don't keep." So he was, food. Like, he was annoyed at you. Yeah. Like, how dare you? He's like, me "Why food? would you offer me food? I'm not asking." For I don't food. want a cronut. To read the, cash. He's like, read the sign. It says money. It's like, it's as good as money. That's, no, it's not. So, so that's odd. Well, I'm just telling you. That's people so, are people are real interesting, aren't they? I could imagine. Let me teach you a skill. Let me teach you a skill. Right in the face. You think so? Yes. So I won't go with that line. No. 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 Teach you to crochet. Well, I'm not teaching you to do something that would benefit who is, you. Who is that going to get the yarn to crochet? I, don't I said know. rather than give this person the money, it's I'm going to give go. a skill. <laughs> I mean, maybe you teach him how to bake. I can see Dave doing a coaching interview. <laughs> Rather than teach him, uh, give him the money, we'll teach him a skill. That's, that would be nice. We're going to negotiate. We're going to give you a skill. Listen, money's not everything. It's not everything. I know it's not everything. A lot, a lot more important thing. Health, much more important. Oh, than money. much more important. Give me all your money. <laughs> RJ's coffee mug, very important. Yeah, but I'd like to replace that. I'd like to be done with this drama. Well, I'd you like can. To just, I've already. Had... I'd like to. I'd like to just tomorrow bring him in a new beautiful. No, coffee we get. Mug. Sh- I think uh, Sharp Hat's looking him up. Oh, is that right? Yeah. People are reaching out. I got, I got my weed expert reaching out. He Wait, wants to get what? A, my weed expert. No, my, Can my, we say that on air? You said it before. You have a weed dealer no, that you deal with? Dealer. We had the. Remember, we had the weed question. And I said, I got, I got a guy. I'll ask. You know him. He's always, yeah, 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 yeah. Kev. Right. He, he reached out. He wants to get RJ a, uh, a Yeti with his name on it. Oh, uh, really? I said, I think he's already getting one. Beautiful. Yeah, totally, totally unnecessary. It's I, it's unnecessary, RJ, but it's nice. It's it's how much people, people do care about you. For you, people adore you. It is nice, but it's it's again, it's not about that. Yeah, uh, Nick from Sharpat reached out. Said one's already on the way, which is which is very kind. So. Uh, no one else feel the need. I, I appreciate the sentiment, but it's really just about that one. I'll, I'll miss that one. I had a lot of memories and, and, with and it. it, and it stinks, and it's unfortunate, and you can be angry, but at some point you have to you have to move on. It's not like you know a child was taken. It was a it was a mug. Yeah, this is day six, and we're beginning to lose hope. After Rick's search, I think. No, but you feel violated though. Yeah, I, I get it. It was in his. It was in the. the I've, cluster, had, I've had a car stolen. Is the cluster of cubicles? That's very violated. I know. You're I'm right. being like you, yeah, yeah, we you had feel that too. Completely distraught. My situation was even worse, though, because I just got done. I was I wrote letters to everyone in Boston. I was in Chicago at the time. I wrote letters to all my family members, and they were in the car. We were going to mail them. Car got stolen. Letters, gone. Really? Yep. So all these personal things. All gone. Taken. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I was at a doctor's office, walked out into the parking lot, and then you have that like, well, I could have sworn I parked here. And I did, and it was gone. Did you leave the keys in or something? They just no, broke it in. And, uh, yeah, I left the keys. Well, that's in. what happened with, with us. A, with the sign that said, please, please steal the that's car. What happened. No. That's what happened to us. No, they were casing out the joint. Oh, no. And it wasn't even like a great car. I actually didn't know this. You've both had a car stolen. Yeah. Oh, boy. See? Wow. Well, you know what we got to do? We got to get back into the getting to know you game when football season cool. ends. We'll get back to that as a maybe a weekly segment. Or the feud, of course. I get depressed every time I look over and RJ's using those little... Coffee Those cups. little pathetic cups. Yeah. He's got two now. Yeah, I I need two to offset because I I. And water. it doesn't say it's hot. No, like no. it's all it's all different now. Yeah, I, and I walk around with it sometime like after the show when the rest of the office rolls in, in hopes that if the caper is among us, they just feel great shame. What if he has a stalker? Now, do you if you have a stalker, is there any pride that comes with that, or is it sheer stress? Well, I think and it depends. I think it depends on who the stalker is. Like if you found out, RJ, that there was someone on on this floor, works here, employed by Disney, that 
took it a little too far and was kind of watching you and you know noticing everything that was happening and then stole your mug and was maybe like using it for for shower you know purposes or something like that <laughs> would that kind of thing horrify you or would you think to yourself you know what look at me now i've made it i'm a someone i have someone that is stealing my stuff it's a nice little feather in the cap i think yeah, yeah for for a minute now here's the problem though because- can that kind of thing go on a resume I don't, think no, so. I don't know if you'd want to put that in the like, resume, like, like employee to ESPN, associate producer, producer, senior producer from like you know 2012 to 20 you know to present, and then right under that like stalked from you know <laughs> j- January of 24 to present. Like well, I, I don't know how that works. Here's the problem: I think eventually the stalker resume timeline would have an end date because I think eventually I, I, I get taken. I think is what taken because, taken away. Yeah, but because I'm here for like an hour by myself, like yesterday, for example, great example. You ever get scared on the floor when there's no one else here? Uh, no. Got scared yesterday. Uh, Ron, the fire Who is chief, Ron? So he does yeah, the, you don't we, know. He's the fire guy. We had, oh, a, okay. we, had, we had a fire drill yesterday. Didn't know about it. So I'm sitting at my desk. He pops up like the guy from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> very sneaky. I'm very sneaky. I, I jumped. And he said, oh, hi, I'm just here for the fire drill. I'm guessing no one told you. I said, I found out now. Hi, Ron. Please, let me touch your feet. Really? <laughs> Great guy. Scared me. Scared you to death. Yes, absolutely. So do you want a stalker or no? Would you rather this was a rogue cleaning person that took it, thought it was dirty, old, threw it away, or you've got yourself a non-dangerous, non-threatening stalker? Non-threatening I would take. Non-threatening you'd take. Yeah. I, otherwise I get taken. It's not good. You just come here one day. I'm not here. What happened? Who knows? You show up, RJ's not here, you panic. Yeah, panicked. Because he, has he been here every single day every time. when you walk well, in? The only time I've ever seen him was the one time where he was running late. Oh, I got trapped on the train. And yeah, then I, was... I pretended like I was going to abduct him. Oh, he did. He beeped at me. I beeped at him. Yeah. That was awful. Why? He has all he had all tinted windows, too. Oh, yeah. what, what kind of nefarious vehicle is this? Maybe that was your stalker. Maybe <laughs> maybe Rick is your stalker. He <laughs> yeah. took your coffee cup, and he, yeah. he's playing a whole game yeah, here. I showered with it this morning. Genius. Shows you how smart I am, though. I did other things with it, too. That's great. What'd yeah. you do? Yeah. Use it as a receptacle. <laughs> Shows you how bright I am. A, a vehicle, all tinted windows, no one around, for something in the morning, beeps at me. I just wander over to it. I'm like, oh, what's going on over here? You walked right over to it, huh? He did. Yeah, at 5 I'm o'clock not, in the morning. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not let me get Hi. Hi, it's me, RJ. I'm thinking, right? <laughs> you want my social security number? What do you need? Here's my that, wallet. That's a movie. I don't know if you feel like this. Every time I, I pop on the movie, take in the original, I, I have a very hard time turning it off. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good, really movie. good movie. Yeah. What movie did I just watch? I think I just watched the movie. Good luck. And it wasn't very good. I forget what it was. It wasn't good. Okay. I watched the movie after the one where the person sold body parts. I that was familiar freaky. with that one. It's called Fresh. Fresh. Yeah. So they would cut the parts and sell them on the open market. Oh, uh, he would sell. Yeah, he would sell human meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for for money. Yeah, yeah. No, but for like edible times or for like a Dahmer kind of thing. No, or? people would eat it. Yeah. Eat, eat it for like... I guess, yeah, they would eat it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that nice. It was a real creepy movie. Yeah. Well, why'd you watch that? Yeah, because Cassie's dad said you should watch this movie. And didn't tell me what it was about. Ugh, that's creepy. Until all of a sudden, I guessed. I was like, he's probably going to start selling body parts, isn't he? It's like, yeah, isn't it great? No. Ugh, this is not great. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't like this. Let, let's, go to, uh, oh, let's go to Ira in <laughs> Staten Island. Hi, Ira. You're on 98.7. Hey. So I think it's just like somebody's stalking RJ. Yeah, we uh, think someone is on this we, on, in this building. We haven't confirmed that to be true, but that is the early leader in the clubhouse. Is somebody is stalking RJ? Yes. Oh, uh, that's a very disturbing way to start the day. But uh, but you know, getting to the football stuff, and you, you know, the, the coaches that are available. 
Um, I didn't do my research. You know, guys like Harbaugh and Belichick don't come around that often. I don't know what Carroll's story is. But in, in, I know you're talking about Dable. But I think today when, when coaches take over as a head coach of an NFL team, I think it's so difficult because I think it's, the game has become so complex compared to years ago. I remember when you had six, seven coaches at most on the staff. Now you've got 25 to 30 coaches. You've got an assistant for an assistant. There's so much analytics involved. You've got a two- to three-year window to prove yourself. And I think that has a big part to why so many of these guys fail. And it's really hard. It's a lot easier to control five or six people and get your work done than when you have 25 to 30 coaches that you're in charge of. And I think that's a real big problem with why there's so many coaches that fail. It's constant. I mean, it's 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 more coaches fail than succeed in this league now, right? But I think the I mean the other part of this article I'm not sure if we really got into it yesterday was it, it, and again I don't know if this is true or not. This is just I mean this is what was being reported yesterday by Pat Leonard was that all the work you know all the work and time spent during the week going over all the different you know game plans mm-hmm. how they were going like the all the analytic stuff. It sounds like the second he got on the sideline, just went right out the window. Right, like all the stuff we talked about was gone now, and he was just going to do. You know, reactionary things on the sideline with no how they said, but no guardrails. But the the thing that I find interesting is they competed, like and they and they were more competitive as the season went on. And it I don't remember watching games thinking to myself, boy, they're like they're they're not prepared or they're not adjusting. Like I felt like all that was there. So as concerned as I am by reading the article, it's not like their play on the field. Well, the start of the season wasn't good. It was awful. All right. It was, I mean. So I don't know if you want to attribute that to just a really easy training camp and guys weren't ready. I think you certainly could. Okay. Well, that's one of the reasons why the players like him. And like I keep telling you, that shouldn't be. Of course it shouldn't be. The reason. That's a big problem. It could be one of the reasons, but that shouldn't be the reason. Hey, it's easy on us. I mean, that's. Like, that would be like us trying to take this show to a next level, and we just keep someone around because it's just easy. They lets us do whatever we want. Right. Sometimes you need to make the difficult decisions. Do you want to get better or not? Right. But I get what Ari's saying. I mean, it is, it's difficult, man. I mean, you're the CEO. I, I, a lot of, it's funny because a lot of the head coaches that you talk to, and I don't care what the sport is, like I would say this to Torch all the time. It's like, it, what's the biggest difference when you become a head coach? He's like, the lack of coaching we get to do. It's like, I don't get to do as much coaching mm-hmm. as I, I did when I was an assistant. So they have all these, you have, you know, linebackers coaches, you have, that have, you know, are running meetings. Like, could you imagine trying, like, the amount of time they spend in that building? It'd be impossible for a head coach. Be breaking down the film, running these meetings. They can't do it. No, it's just too much. I mean, head coaches is not is not coaching. It's CEOing is what it is. Yeah, and then obviously working with your side of the ball, right? Right. Obviously, he's going to spend more time focused on the offense than the defense. But then, you know, I don't know. The whole thing is very, it's weird. It's upsetting. I've heard about this for a long time, that there was some consternation between the offense and the defense and the coaches. And I mean, now it feels like we've come to a crossroads again with the Giants. Like year one, you couldn't have been more excited. Year two, probably couldn't have gone worse, and now you're kind of in that middle ground. Well, I think it could have got. I mean, it could have. Oh, it, it could have fallen off the rails. Right. right yes. It, it couldn't have gone. It could have gone worse. But I just. I mean, it's. Just, I think it happens a lot when you lose. Right. Like all the. You know, all the things that are kind of bubbling under the surface will come to the surface because people are upset that you lost, and no one really wants to take the blame for why you lost. But I think the thing they have to do now is, I mean, Brian Dable has to find the right people. Right, like he has to make it pretty clear to them. Like I'm going to coach, I'm going to be hard on the coaches. If you're okay with that, then we'll be able to work together. If you're not, and at the same time, he also has to probably adjust. Like I'm not saying get rid of it, but maybe tone it down a little bit. I think he has to tone it down, right? Because there's the next year. 
assuming he's here, and I think he will be, there's not going to be any, well, it was this guy's. It's all going to be on Brian Dable. Yeah, but you can't make it to the point where, I listen, I'm all for being coached hard. I'm all for fiery, like, yeah, give me the guy who's going to come in there, be passionate, flipping tables. I love that stuff. Love it. But it's got to be to our benefit, not to our detriment. Like, you can't be flying off the handle on the sidelines, you know, on the headset where, you know, Wink can't get plays in. Say, don't blow this one like you blew the, the Jets game. Like, where all of a sudden coaches can't do their jobs. It sounds like me. It sounds like you. Yeah. Like, you can't all of a sudden for no reason just take, like, you know, okay, I'm taking the play calling away, and I'm going to give it to the quarterback coach, and then I'm not going to explain to anyone what the hell is going on, then I'm going to take it, and then I'm going to give it back to you. Like, come on, man. There's got to be better no, it's, communication. It's chaotic, and it's, it, you can't win in this league like no, that. No, like, I got to get as, just like I'm trying to get the best out of my players, I got to get the best out of my coaches, too. Absolutely, you do. Uh, ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to win uh, one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening to our show, The Martin Hahn Show, The Michael K Show. This year's big game, the payouts are as follows. $500, uh, quarters one and three. $1,000 at halftime. Final score payout of two grand, all brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. For full contest details, go to superboxbonanza.com. Interesting tweet from Ricky the Chai Guy. This is maybe someone is slowly collecting DNA from each of you to create the ultimate horseman. DNA from the four of you to create the most epic radio host ever. I suspect Tom Bauer. It could be Tom Bauer. You just got to go by Dave's uh, Dave's nightstand in his bedroom. You have plenty of DNA right there. Is that funny? (laughs) No, really. Do you think you're like a comedian? You think you're funny? No, I just, I think it seems pretty. I mean, that would be a good place to start. That'd be great. I think that's where I would start. Is that right? If I was the stalker. Okay. Seeing you miserable makes me happy. He doesn't like you. That's fine. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I get that. I'm Maybe you that. know what he does? Is he just a hard pivots. Rather than fight it, he's going to go all in with it. You Maybe see, dress up as Dahmer on Halloween? Like that, no, the, like the whole, you the whole, act the like glasses, all the whole thing? You want to see crazy. I'll show you crazy. Yeah? Like we walk in one day, like, what are you eating, rat? <laughs> RJ's finger. <laughs> well, yeah, what are you eating, Sheila? <laughs> like, right, like, wait, what? Oh, my goodness. I think RJ's okay, though. We'll protect him. I will say. Lewis in Connecticut may have a, uh, a different plan. Lewis, good morning. You're on 98.7. Hey, guys. Love you guys. So this is why I got this idea, right? Okay. We get RJ to get an extra cup besides the one that the uh, people are sending him, and we leave it out with a fake bottom and an air tag between the fake bottom, and we capture this stalker. I like it. I don't understand what this means. Well, so the air tag is you can connect it to his uh, phone. Okay. And he can track it. So we we put it, we hide an air tag on it. Right. And then if someone steals it, we'll be able to track them down. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like a Lojack. Yeah. Uh, like a Yeti Lojack. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Yeti Lojack, but yeah, I mean, it's essentially just a tracking device. I like it. I like that too. That's a good idea. We had a guy when I worked as the uh, janitor, so we kept drinking all our drinks. So what we did is we peed them. Really? Yeah, we just kept doing it. And he kept drinking them? He, and he drank them. So this man was consuming your urine yeah. consistently. What were we supposed to do? Oh, God. It was, it, was a, it was the office fridge. We had all our drinks in there because we get thirsty. Right. Paid for them. Gone. Guy at night was drinking them. You know what? We'll show this guy. And he, how? It, like at some point it didn't dawn on him that uh, he probably. was drinking urine? At some point. Urine? At some point. Well, it wasn't all. So you'd mix in, yeah, of course, like like a third, like, yeah. like like an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, That's nice. No, it wasn't nice. I think back, it was probably yeah. not a great uh, thing. To Tommy do. Connecticut, hi Tommy, you're on ninety eight seven. Good morning, boys. Big Ranger win last night. Real Beautiful win. Made Raymond feel all better from the Cowboys' loss on Sunday. Oh my God, I've watched the uh, 
the highlight of Artemi's no luck pass to Trochek. How sick was that? Unbelievable. Yeah, it was sick. But uh, I didn't wasn't expecting the stalker topic to come up, but I, I do have a little tale to tell, and uh, it's. It, I guess it can be flattering, but it's it's also terrifying. So I met a young lady, Uh-oh. and we hung out a couple of times at her condo. She had no idea where I lived. And then she shows up one night, completely unannounced. I was like, all right, what, what's going on here? And I you know, basically turned her away. I was like, I wasn't planning on seeing you. And then I was, I was at a Christmas party like a week later. And I had taken an Uber home, so I went back to get my car the the following morning, and every window was, like, written on with that, like, chalk oh, marker. Oh, boy. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to bring that to air, what she had written on it. So I ended up calling the police just to say, hey, what do I do here? And they were like, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, oh we, we know her. Oh. <laughs> She's a frequent flyer. <laughs> wow. Could you imagine that? No, no, couldn't. Maybe, no. maybe I don't want to stalk her. No, I don't think you need to stalk her. I think like, you're fine. There's something nice about it. No, I think. it isn't. Like, there's a piece of niceness. No. To have someone value you that much? No. That they, did you want? Like, did you come? You show up at your car and there's stuff written on your windows. How about like love notes? No, like on each window. Like, no, what do you need a love note for? You have your sherry. No, no, I'm not saying now. I'm just saying like, like you know, in the past. If you're like, oh, look at this. This is very, this is yeah, nice. Right. Until they like, just they randomly shows like, up. They leave Flora. She's, so she's clearly following you around. Right. That's not freaky at all? No, I like, think Without it you be. knowing it, someone's following you around? I think there's that, that, that line of demarcation of like, oh, this is great. <laughs> or, oh, this is now yeah, gone, I don't too, know. gone too far. You've def- I'm sure you've had a stalker. Um, yeah, I used to have someone that, I, that would leave stuff on my car, but nothing crazy. With notes? Yeah. That's nice. But like not following me around. I don't think it was just in the parking lot. I know I told you my billet. She was crazy. That's crazy stuff. It was crazy. That's crazy stuff. Flip my bedroom, like my bed, flip my mattress over. They were in love with you. It's wild. Would you be shocked if Raymond had a stalker? Um, No. Well, look at him. Man's handsome. Very handsome. I could see that, like, especially because he lives in the apartment building. Right. So they know where he's at. They know where he's at. Right. Right in Jersey. (laughs) Right in Jersey. Right, right? Uh, I mean, just remember this conversation the next time you, you, you get angry when something's said. I said it's Jersey. <laughs> it's a state of like That's, 9 million, Ray. You, you, you've been very specific. Uh, Say where Dave lives. Do it right now. I don't think he will. Do it right he now. Would, he won't do it. You no, got no sack. Do it right I, now. I, 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 no, I don't say it. Guy. I don't need to do it now, but he's going to do it. I can. Oh, he's going to do it. I'll give your address. I'll give you uh, your apartment number, your address, and everything. Just stop it. All right, don't let him okay, get I, in between I, I, us. I can literally do the same to you. I can I don't literally live in an do the same. <laughs> that makes it that much easier. Great. They only have to go how to about, one door. How about how about this? <laughs> L- let's let's avoid giving each other's yes. address out on the air, please, and don't let him bait you. You see what he's doing? Right, you're falling for the bait. I, but, but but I haven't taken the bait. I'm just telling you, it's there. Well, I'm not giving any information, and neither should you. We should break. We'll come back. We'll get to your calls. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Um, lot to do in the NFL. Knicks. It's an important game for the Knicks tonight. We will dissect all of it. Hour 2 coming up next, 98.7 ESPN. It's always me. It's always me. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. Call or click Granger.com or just stop on by and say... Hello. That's right. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.